Welcome to Finding Your Voice. It's our second episode. I'm Heidi Scheller, and I'm glad you're listening. So I'm excited about today's episode, our second episode. We have a wonderful guest on the show today. Her name is Larissa Olenik, and you have probably seen her in one of the many shows, projects she's been a part of. She's been acting since she was seven years old when she played young Cosette and young Eponine in a production of Les Miserables and just took off from there. Ended up having a stardom as a young, a tween really, not even a teenager at 12. She um, got a starring role on a Nickelodeon show called The Secret World of Alex Mack and um, just kept working from there and has had a really interesting career. Has done a lot of um, different kinds of projects, a lot of television, some movies that you might have seen her in. And she is just such a lovely, wonderful person on so many levels. She came into my class about, we couldn't quite figure it out, but we think it's about five years ago. Um, She found her way um, to my class to taking the voice work that I teach. And Uh, did all of the levels of my class with me, and five years later is still using the tool of the voice work in her professional life, in her personal life. She still warms up regularly, and we talk about that in the podcast and talk about how the voice work has been really useful to her and how it's influenced her life in certain ways. And it's just really exciting to hear about how someone moving forward from having taken the works so many years ago is still using it very productively in their life and in their work uh, and how it's still benefiting them. I know for myself on a personal level, I've been doing it now for forever, it feels like, um, for probably over 20 years now uh, or somewhere around the 20-year mark. And I know that for, for myself personally, it's still helps me every single day. It still uh, grounds me and uh, helps me to feel more connected, helps me to be more expressive, helps me to be more authentic in the way I express myself, uh, both personally and professionally. So, But it's always so heartening for me to talk to people that I've taught now over the years who have the same experience and just to hear their experience. It's just... Uh, wonderful to get to have that experience of getting to talk to someone like Larissa and hear about how it's uh, how it's been working for her and also just how she's doing. So uh, you'll get to hear from from her in a few minutes. And um, just to talk a little bit about where we are right now. So it's March, late March. And um, of course, in Los Angeles, the weather is lovely. It's sort of different all over the place. I know they just got snow on the East Coast, but it's definitely still the middle of whatever kind of sick season is going on this year. Um, I teach at two schools and it's just been flooded with all kinds of illness, uh, just influenza and some kind of awful stomach virus is going around and every kind of upper respiratory illness people can have, they have coughing and sneezing and hacking and allergies, just all kinds of stuff like that going on. 
And it's very challenging. It's challenging for me because I'm exposed a lot um, because I'm around so many students who get sick because in the school environment, uh, there tends to be more of it since people are working in small groups together. And then, of course, I'm teaching voice. So we're breathing and making sound and sort of putting probably putting our germs into the air um, on a constant basis. So it's it takes a lot to try and stay healthy and not actually come down with anything. But And I actually did come down uh, about two months ago with a terrible virus. I'm not sure what it was, but uh, it kind of landed in my throat and my throat got very swollen and I had a high fever for about five or six days. And the one thing I can say is as, as miserable as I was when I got sick like that, was that my voice stayed strong. My voice, even with my throat closing up and swelling up, I still managed to have a voice, a pretty strong voice through that whole sickness. And I have to say, I know it's because I work on my voice on a daily basis, that that there's a kind of resiliency and a kind of endurance and strength that my voice has that it wouldn't have without that. And I know that, you know, before I did this voice work, uh, if I got sick the way I did a couple months ago, I, I would have had laryngitis. You know, I would not have had a voice. But this this work really helps to keep my voice healthy in all situations, which is a really wonderful thing. And um, I think there, you know, there are benefits from doing the warm up, the voice warm up in the short term and the long term. The short term, of course, being that after you do a warm up, you'll generally feel just more grounded, more open, more connected to your breath, more relaxed. Your voice, of course, will feel more dynamic and more colorful and more resonant and more open. And that, all of those things are just wonderful in the moment and they will tend to serve you throughout your day as you kind of move through your day. But in the long term, doing the warm up regularly is great, you know, for, for many reasons, uh, just in terms of the overall health of, of the voice and, as I said, just the endurance and the longevity and the strength and the resilience of it. Um, it's, it's, you know, quite amazing to me, you know, like I said, getting, getting ill and still being able to have a voice and not, and not losing it. So to talk a little bit about, um, some of the basics, I feel like, um, people sometimes will ask me like, what are the best things that, uh, the best or the worst things that you can eat or drink to take care of your voice. And, I, you know, it's very basic. And I think a lot of people know some of these, but I think it's worth talking about, especially, as I said, in this season, while people are coming down with all kinds of things, you know, just what what's best for your voice? How do you take care of your voice? Um, what to avoid? Um, I think most people have probably heard, avoid dairy, avoid dairy. You know, people hear that, you know, I'm not supposed to, you know, don't ever eat dairy. Um, and, and what I would say is, first of all, I'm a believer in moderation. I'm not a believer in like abstaining from everything all the time. But what I always say is that, you know, it is true about dairy when you eat, you know, milk or yogurt or anything that's sort of, uh, that's anything in the dairy family, it will cause, it will definitely cause more mucus and more phlegm in your throat. So what I say is, you know, don't, don't drink a big glass of milk. Don't have a bowl of ice cream. Don't have a bowl of yogurt right before, uh, going into an audition, right before a performance, right before, um, an important talk or an interview, anything where you really want to have a clear voice. Um, that's probably when you want to avoid having the dairy, you know, you don't want to have it right before. And if you can abstain from it that day, 
um, that's probably a smart thing. And if you know, if you tend to eat a lot of dairy and you notice that you tend to be a little more phlegmy in general, that might be what's causing it. Um, sugar will also tend to do that as well. Sugar will cause phlegm. So soda, sugary sodas, or any just kind of basic sugary um, you know, foods or drinks, um, they'll also tend to cause um, more phlegm as well. So they're, they're good to avoid as well when you need to have a clear voice. And then the other two um, beverages that you want to be aware of in terms of your voice are um, alcohol and caffeine. Now, alcohol and caffeine are different from dairy and sugar in that they won't cause phlegm, but they will dehydrate you. Um, they're both dehydrants. And so if you're doing a lot of alcoholic drinking or a lot of caffeine drinking, um, you'll tend to dry out. And so, again, moderation is the key, you know, and to just be aware, if you if you have some Something important going on the next day, and you're going to be doing some alcohol, alcoholic drinking the night before. You want to try and drink a lot of water, um, either while you're drinking the alcohol, you know, in between drinks, or certainly when you get home or the next morning. You want to try to super hydrate to try try and make up for um, what the alcohol is going to do. And caffeine in the same way, you know, if you're drinking like eight cups of coffee a day, that's definitely going to um, take a toll on you in terms of obviously probably making you jittery as well, but, um, dehydrating your, um, your body and your vocal cords in particular. So, you know, if you're doing a lot of caffeine, try and cut it down, you know, try and go back and forth between water and coffee. Um, of course, water, I can't emphasize water enough. Water's the very best thing you can be, uh, taking into your body. It's just, it's the one thing that will kind of hydrate you and keep you, keep your vocal cords lubricated and, um, it will help wake you up better than caffeine will. I mean, of course, caffeine will give you the quicker jolt, but water will kind of give you the more even, uh, level of alertness throughout your day. So water is always the best thing. And then in terms of what is good to drink besides water, um, I always say just herbal teas are the best thing, you know, non-caffeinated teas, like any kind of herbal tea. And there's so many great herbal teas out today. I mean, you can just go to like the supermarket and there are just so many amazing kinds and flavors now. So herbal teas are the best. Um, and people have different thoughts about like, you know, honey and lemon and that kind of thing. But, um, I think whatever really feels good or what works for you, I don't have, I personally don't have a problem or think that honey or lemon are going to, um, hurt or hinder your voice in any way. Uh, so those are the best things that you can drink. I mean, it's sort of your your options. If you really want to take care of your voice and have a really open, clear voice, your options are pretty limited. You kind of want to stick to water and herbal teas um, and avoid the caffeine, avoid the alcohol, avoid the dairy, avoid the sugar. Those are the best things you can do. And um, I think just in terms of keeping your immune, your immune system strong, those are also probably the best things you can do at this time of year. So, um, I mean... The focus, of course, for this podcast being the health of your voice, but um, ideally we want to stay healthy altogether. But if we do end up coming down with something, it's nice to uh, have a voice, you know, when you end up catching something. So just because you end up having a cough or a cold, uh, you don't want to lose your voice as well because that's incredibly frustrating. So that is my advice for today, and I hope it's helpful. Uh, I hope you enjoy listening to my interview with Larissa and I will see you on the other side. Hey Larissa. Oh, hi, hi. 
so thanks for coming on to, this is the second episode of Finding Your Voice. Oh, and how, the second episode. How it's exciting. only the second episode. Yes, you're special. You're, uh, <laughs> you I'm are. so cutting edge. <laughs> you are, you are. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm really thrilled you're coming on. Thank you so much. It's great to get to talk to you and um, have you as a guest on the show. My pleasure. <laughs> so, um, and you're in New York right now. I am in New York. How's it going there? Where it, where it snowed yesterday. I I heard. Are you are you buried or is it? Uh, no, up? no, 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 no. It's all melted off already. But I feel I felt like I'd been done a pretty. I'd been doing a pretty good job of winter. Like I just I felt I just felt like I was like I was like yeah. Everyone keeps asking me, and I feel like I'm doing great. And then yesterday was the first day that I was like, no, 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 I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been back there? Uh, I moved here in August. Oh, okay, so um, pretty recently. Yeah, very recently, very recently. It still feels very recent. You know, I still have boxes and mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, have, don't quite have, like, a desk set up yet or <laughs> um, no, no window treatments yet. <laughs> we'll see. It takes a while. Are you, are you going to be doing the back and forth thing? You know, coming back and forth. Uh, well, yes, I, I am actually doing the back and forth thing more than I had anticipated. But I also thought that I was just going to give it a year. Uh, and now I'm realizing that I want to give it more than a year. So I feel like now that I know I'm going to be here for more time, like the back and forth thing is, is kind of necessary. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure like there's, you know, auditions to be had on both coasts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to make myself as available as possible. Yeah. That's what I write that's what I write to my agents whenever I'm letting them know I'm like, like, hey, I'll be in LA for a couple of days if you want to set up auditions for me there. Or I can stay in New York, whichever is best it's pilot season, I will swallow fire, whatever you need. Right. <laughs> well that's a great attitude. <laughs> um so I'd love to hear a little bit about since um you know, of course, we'll, we'll get to the, the voice work and how you came to that, but I always love to, you know, talk to people a little bit about, you know, their background and how they came into acting. And I know that you, you had a lot of success really early on um, yes. as an actor. And I was, you know, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about, you know, what, how did you start acting and how did you, you know, what brought you into the work you, the work opportunities you had so early on? Um, well, I actually, and now, of course, when I hear these stories, I hate these people, but I actually booked my first audition. Um, I was seven at the time, um, but <laughs> I did, um, I started doing Les Miserables uh, at the current theater in San Francisco, and that was just, um, you know, I was a kid who, who liked to perform, and my dad was musical. And so we sang together, and I played piano, and um, that was an ad that my godparents saw in the newspaper. For, for, like, for what? For what? For a production? For for Les Miserables. Oh, um, Les Miserables. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For young Cosette Les Miserables, and uh, and so my mom and I um, took the day off and drove into San Francisco. And didn't quite realize that it was a professional production. <laughs> um, uh, it was one of those. I, we didn't realize it was a professional production. We also didn't realize it was like quite the cattle call that it was. So I think we waited for like five hours or something. Um, wow. Yeah, just one of those things. And actually, no, this is really interesting. Um, and I think that this is a lot of, um, you know, we'll tie it in right away. Um, because 
you know, they were very adamant about not wanting kids who sounded too professional. They they didn't want the the kids who were you know belting Barbara Streisand. They just they wanted they wanted simplicity and honesty. And I mean, you know, I don't I did not nor do I have like a fantastic singing voice. But they just wanted it they wanted it honest and simple. And um, that's what I gave them. And that's why I. It's such a great lesson, just in, you know, in the fact that, like, they were looking for, they were looking for truth, they were looking for honesty, they weren't, you know, they weren't looking for, like, the shiny, (laughs) right, yeah, they didn't want, they didn't want polish, they didn't want perfection. That's amazing, so, so you ended up, was that just, like, a short run, or was that a, did it, did it, no, it was in San Francisco for, Two years. I did it for a year. They did one round of kids for a year, and then another round of kids for wow. a year. Wow! So you got you just got like thrown right in at such a young age. I got, I got thrown right in it, and it's just one of those things. I just loved it so. I just loved it so much. At that um, point, did you have any kind of? I mean, you said you were seven. I mean, did you have any kind of? Te- I mean, technique or like way of taking care of your voice at that point, or you just kind of? Going with the well, flow. Well, luckily, you know, I think for the, uh, no, I did not. No, I did not. I, um, it's, luckily, it's just the one song, really, right. that, that Young Cosette does. And we alternated. Um, I would do Young Cosette one night and Young Eponine the next, and Eponine doesn't have any lines. Right. Um, so it just, it really worked out. And I, but I do remember, oh, my God, one thing that is funny that stuck out for me is that I remember, you know, if we'd have, a matinee and then an evening performance. And if I were doing the evening performance, um, I do remember like hearing the other adults in the cast talk about dairy. And so I do just think we remember being like, I'll have a bacon cheeseburger. No, (laughs) (laughs) Wendy's or whatever in between performances. Um, That was the one thing that I do remember picking up. Um, (laughs) I think just because the adults around me said that. It's so funny because, yeah, I'm going to talk about that in today's, like before in the beginning of the episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about all of that, what to avoid, what, what, to eat, not to eat, what to drink, what to, not right. to drink. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I could use that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I actually think for the little boys it was harder because they had a lot more to do. But for us, it was just, you know, one little song, one little song that we had to do every night. Um, so that, yeah. And so then I, I just kind of kept going. That's how it started. And then, and then did you, uh, oh, so you, that was in San Francisco. So did you, like, eventually start to come down to L.A. to audition in L.A.? I started I started auditioning in L.A. when I was 10 or 11, I think. And then eventually my mom and I, um, and she retired at this point, eventually she and I would come down for uh, pilot season. Mm-hmm. So we'd stay at the Oakland Apartments in Burbank mm-hmm. for February and March every year. And then, and then, a few, were you were you working during that time? I mean, were you getting stuff? Or? Um, yeah, I started I started working in television when I was about eleven, and then um, I booked um, this Nickelodeon show, which is sort of like what people know me as, right? Um, the the Secret World, right? Yeah, if they don't think that, or they know me from that, or they just think we went to camp together, um, just because it's, you know, from childhood. Right. Um, I, I booked that when I was 12, and I did that from 12 to 16. Oh, wow. You got, I didn't realize you were that young, so you got that at 12. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, that, and just like 
thrust in and, and probably started getting recognized pretty quickly after that became successful. <laughs> that, that aspect of it, I don't think I ever quite um, got comfortable with. Um, not, not in a neg- I don't mean that in a necessarily negative way, but I'm still like, it's still, it's just something that I just never quite adjusted to. Um, but actually, it's, it's really funny to think, uh, yeah, I was really young, but at that point, I had been, it had felt like I had been in the business for so long. Um, and, you know, I was really lucky that it, it was Nickelodeon and, you know, a version of Nickelodeon at the time uh, that was just, and I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not speaking to how they are now. I just think that, like, you know, these child actors are so much more polished now. Um, but definitely at the time, they really, you know, same thing. They just... They wanted us to be kids. They wanted us to be normal. So how um, did so you know how to act? I mean, did you, was it just, was I it just sort of learned? I started taking acting classes and, and, uh, yeah, how did I, well, and then eventually, like, I, everything that I did, I just tried to, like, be Claire Danes in my so-called life for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I had some really good acting classes, um, but, you know, it's always just about, I think, I think it's always just about being comfortable and relaxed and yourself in whatever, you know, whatever version of yourself is appropriate for the circumstances and for the character that you're playing, and I just so happen to be playing a 12-year-old girl, so, you know, it was... It was pretty relatable in certain in a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like I was, you know, doing Shakespeare. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Just yeah. So and then um, but, go on. Sorry. No. No. Ask. 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 <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say. Um, and then, and then you you did did you go to school after? Did you go? Were you going to like normal schools at this point? Or I was. Yeah, I stayed in school. I stayed in on. Uh, well, luckily it was private school because I don't think there's any way I, I would have been able to stay in, in public high school. I just think it would have been too, like, I just, you know, I don't think teachers would have been as accommodating. But, yeah, I mean, even, even you know, at that point, I would, they would tape the classes for me, like tape them on cassette and send them in the mail for me. That's amazing. Um, I know. <laughs> that part was actually really hard because I was just always behind. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, um yeah, I don't think, yeah, and I, I learned from a very early age to operate on, you know, six hours of sleep, but, um, but yeah, no, I was able to, I'm glad that I was able to maintain, you know, all my same friendships, go to my same school, you know, I got, I got the hand-me-down Mercury Sable, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing was too extraordinary, I was just working, you know, I was just, I was just working. Was so, just, I mean, it's, I was just it's, yeah, it sounds like you were able to sort of keep a sense of groundedness, even though you were having this kind of unique childhood experience. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. That was, uh, that was just, it was just important to me, it was just important to maintain that. And then did you also, um, did you go to college, or did you just keep working right after high school? I uh, I went yeah I went to school I took time off I went to Sarah Lawrence in New York. Oh, wonderful! So, yeah, <laughs> and actually when I decided to move back here, it's because I went to my ten year reunion this summer, and I just loved it so much that I was like I was like yeah gotta do it gotta go do gotta go do a year in New York for sure. 
Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I love Star Wars. I didn't study theater there, though. I was going to say, what did you what did you study there? You know, it's just sort of like, well, no, that's not true. It is. It's a it's a proper it's a proper academic institution. You can you can be a very serious student. I was not. I treated it sort of like summer camp, and I just took writing classes and music classes and you know the occasional poli sci class. But I just you know you can kind of do whatever. You can design your own schedule there. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's like a really, I mean, I know it at least, my, my um, knowledge of it is just that it's known as like a really great liberal arts college. It's just a small, yes. strong liberal, liberal arts college. Yeah, and the, and the best thing about it is that, I mean, you really have to like the classes you're taking because they're kept very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, only, it's only 12 people to a class, and wow. you sit at a round table, and it's a discussion. It's not like, you know, we have lectures, but really most of your classes are discussions. You meet with your professors. You design your own projects. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. Um, I'm, I'm a total fan. And, such a, and of, such a good, like, experience just in getting rounded and and getting to do other things after spending your you know your young your youth and teenage years doing right. acting right 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 so when you were right, when yeah. you were done that were you were you like I want to go back to acting or did you have yeah you know honestly it just it, 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 it helped me realize that you know I am a multifaceted human it's just that I've been working for so long that it, it, it helped me sort of like get in touch with you know, just exactly what you're saying, like to get in touch with those other aspects that weren't just about work or school. I mean, you know, school in the, you know, like elementary school where it's like reading, writing, arithmetic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and and so, and I was like, I was like, great, this is fantastic. I like all of these other things, but I have a really great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a really great job, and I recognize this, and I'm grateful for it now in a different way. So I'm going to go back and do that. And it took a while, um, and it's still, you know, it's always a work in process, in progress. Um, it's, you know, and we are always in process. Uh, but, yeah, I love, and that's why I love, I just love that with acting, there's always so much to learn. Um, I mean, I yeah, everything is a business expense as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's always there's always something to apply, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and that's sort of and that's sort of how I found. Um, I, I've you know I met a lot. I I study a lot of different you know ways in, mm-hmm. um, but that's sort of how I found my my way to sell other. And I remember, you know, just kind of being like, being like, I want sort of the theater one-on-one experience that I, I've never really let myself have before. And and were you, did you know about the Linklater voice work in particular when you came to the Adler? Or, I mean, no, you- not at all. I don't even remember how I stumbled into it. Um, I don't because I was just doing, I didn't do the, I didn't do the two-year program or anything. Right. I was just there, just like, taking classes. <laughs> uh, and... I don't even remember, Heidi. I know that, and honestly, it's the only class that I really, I did Laura's technique class, mm-hmm. and I think beyond that, yours is the only class I did, and I did all three, or I know there's four, but I didn't, I, no, I didn't you, take it to the final. No, you did, well, there might have been four at that time, now there, it's back to three, so I know you did. Oh, I, okay. I think so, you yeah, did. So I did. Yeah. So I didn't really know, I didn't really know that that's, I didn't know at the time that that's why I ended up there, but that it ended up being like it ended up being my big my big takeaway, right? From 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 Stella, 
was doing the was doing the voice work with you. And you know, I just 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 let you know, I, I always enjoy working with the actors. You know, my my favorite students to work with are the actors who, like you were saying, are into always kind of working on the craft and finding the process and knowing that it's something that it's that you can keep working on. No matter how successful you are, no matter how much you're working that, like you can keep discovering, you know, aspects of yourself in the process and, um, you know, just the craft itself. So. Oh, absolutely. There's always, I mean, I just, I still feel like it's so funny. We talk about this, like, I've been doing this. I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface. Mm. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, there's so, there's just so much. And we're so lucky that we get to, because it's such a great, it's such a great, like, you know, sort of lens to view life with, too, is that it's like, well, it's all process. Yeah. <laughs> and, there, and there's always more. And sometimes it feels like you make progress and sometimes you go backwards. And sometimes you realize that um, something that you've been working on from five years ago comes up again in the work. And it's like, oh, isn't that interesting? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's a constant, it is, it's a constant discovery. I mean, I in terms of this voice work, I've been doing it for, I mean, probably, I don't know, 20 years at this point, or maybe even a little longer, 20, 21 years. And I still feel like it's a discovery process. And I, and right. I have students come up to me and tell me things that, that I haven't seen in six years. And they'll come up and they'll say, oh, my God, I just had this release in my jaw that, that it was unbelievable, right. you know. And, and it's, so it's just, it's amazing how, you know, we, we can keep sort of finding things or changing or shifting things as we, um, you know, as the years pass on. I mean, that it's, it's like the discovery process continues. Yeah, it's incredible. So, so <laughs> tell me a little bit. So, okay, so you came, you came to the Adler. You ended up in, in the Linklater class with me. Um, yeah. So what, you know, I know, like, it's going back a little a ways now, but what, what was your, if you can remember, your initial experience, you know, in discovering that work? What was it about it that, that, was the big takeaway or that what, you know, really kind of interested you or, um, helped you in some way? Well, I love that it's so integrative. It's not treating the voice necessarily as a separate, I I, I didn't know going into it, you know, you just think voice class, like this will be about voice. And it's like, well, it's about so much more than voice. Um, it's, uh, and that's, what I find so profound about it, but it is, it's just like recognizing that voice is one of the major sort of channels that we have for expression. And, and, um, but I love that it's not about, it's, this is, goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I love that it's not about having a perfect voice. It's just about having whatever voice is like the most dropped in for you in that moment. Uh. And, um, and that's sort of like the work that I like to do in general acting wise. That's, that's always what I come back to is the moment to moment work. Um, and just, you know, just being connected and present and available really. And so it's just, a, I love it because it's just a way to open up, it's just opening up that channel. And I, oh my God, my cat is distracting me right now. <laughs> She's like, I have a voice. <laughs> They, yes, they um, certainly have free voices. <laughs> they can yeah. Oh boy. Um uh, and so so that was the thing that when I saw it on other people, I was 
so amazed by, and that was really the thing that kept me coming back for more, was seeing the difference when you would work with people in, like, you just saw, you just saw more of them. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's just, it's, like, someone would be, someone's up there, and they're nervous, and they're guarded, and they're tense, and then all of this, like, it just, it takes so little before, like, one of those layers just gets taken away, and you go, oh, hello, human. Right. Oh, I can relate to that. (laughs) A lot of the time, it's just letting the breath drop in, right? All of a sudden, somebody, like, allows a breath to drop in, and you just see that person open. And again, I I agree with you that it's not about, uh, and I, you know, I talk to my students all the time about this, it's not about sounding uh, pretty, or it's not about, like, the... Having a beautiful voice, it's about having a truthful voice, having a you know right. expressing yourself from a truthful place and, and having the voice that can reflect or express like the gamut of things you're feeling in that moment and and it might not always it might in fact not sound pretty at all it might it might sound um, you know it, it might have like a you know whatever your voice might sound strange or um, you know, high pitched or whatever it might be, but I think when there's truth in it and it's coming from that place of freedom, it's very mm-hmm. profound, and we as an audience can then connect to that performance more deeply. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so much more interesting. Uh, it's about it's because it's about acceptance too. Um, to just it's, it's like it's like oh well, and that's actually I've been start, I, that's so funny we haven't even talked about this, but I started doing some actual voice work after I was in the class, like I, I was doing animation, and I really the thing that I loved about it so much is that how you know it's just it's so much harder when it's our whole when it's our face and our bodies and you know um, for on camera stuff, but what I loved about just doing the voice. Like just just doing voice work is that I was like I was like oh the best thing about it the most interesting thing about it as an actor is that sometimes I'm like huh that's how that wanted to come out okay <laughs> yes that's how that wanted to come out I okay that's what's happening great I accept that I accept that that is what that character wants to sound like today I love that because <laughs> it's it's that's all about the spontaneity of being in the moment and being and being okay. surprised you know allowing yourself to actually discover and be surprised in that moment by by what comes out of you and and it right. being, and it coming from that real place but you're being like wow well, oh okay that okay that's that's how I express that in that moment and not trying to shut it down then you know not mm-hmm. trying to not you know, not having that moment and then being like, wait, 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 hold on, wait. (laughs) I mean, a lot of it is really then about, I mean, when I say acceptance, but it's about just, oh, well, this is a, yeah, no, let's just leave it at acceptance. (laughs) I was going to say it's kind of like self-love, too. You can't, you just have to, you can't, you can't say like, no, 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 I want my, I want myself to be different. Mm. It's like, well, here it is. No, I, I think it definitely can cross over into that. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, it's not, it's funny. I think a lot of the time when people walk into, a, into my voice class, and I know when I walked into my first voice class as a student, like I didn't, I didn't realize how 
complex, you know, it, how complex this thing actually is, that it's not, it's not just the sound that's coming out, but that it's, it's connected to like every part of our being and who we are. And so I, I think that's actually really valid. I think, you know, it is, yeah. it does cross over into that. And when you're, when you're really just like kind of allowing, you know, yourself to say it the way it wants to be said, there is that, you know, that aspect of like, um, yeah, self-love, self-acceptance, you know, um, just, just being, you know, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this, well, that is so great. I'm so glad you shared that about the, the animated voice work. I love to, I love hearing that because I, I, that's definitely a, you know, a whole other side of it. And that's where, you know, the focus is obviously simply, you know, on the voice. I, I would love to hear and how, I did my warm, I did my warm ups every <laughs> single morning. That's what I was just going to ask you about. So like, so, you know, so we, you took the, you know, the, you learned the work now, I mean, several years ago, I don't know how we were trying to figure it out, but we can't remember, right, but probably at least, <laughs> probably at least like five, right, five years ago, maybe? I think so. Something like that. So. so how, how do you use the work um, today, like, and, uh, you know, both professionally, you know, for your career, I mean, obviously you just said you, you did your warm-ups, um, professionally, and, and even, you know, if there's any crossover just into regular life, um, how do you, you know, how do you feel it kind of working in your in your life on those two levels and how do you use it well I definitely like to warm up before work certainly mm-hmm. um yeah I def- definitely before work even I was it was so funny even when I was doing the animated show <laughs> there were times that I I'd get there you know, just 10 minutes early, and I'd be like, well, I just have to do it in my car, so I'd, like, I'd park and, like, push the seat all the way back, and I'd be, like, all, like, trying, <laughs> trying to do, like, cat cow in my car, <laughs> but it's still better than nothing. It's it is. It's still better than nothing. It is, though. It absolutely is. <laughs> it's actually really funny. I was just saying that, you know, since I'm in this new apartment building, we can kind of hear everything. I was like, I was like, you must wonder what's going <laughs> sometimes in the morning. Yeah, you just got to kind of let it go. <laughs> you know, let, exactly. let them wonder. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I definitely use, I definitely, I'm superstitious about it. I think I already told you that. Like, it's not even, but it's not even that. I just know that I feel better. I just know that I, it, it just, I mean, and that's, and so I use it for work, obviously, just to be, especially when I'm doing voice work. Like, that's just kind of a no-brainer. Um but then, yeah, I found myself even, um, you know, I had warmed up at home, but then, you know, somewhere between home and the subway and getting to the audition and, you know, worrying that I was a little late or whatever, I had time in the bathroom to just, like, or, oh, my gosh, elevators are amazing, too, for just a quick shake. Yeah. <laughs> for just a quick shake and release. Um, but then, yeah, in life, I do. It just in life, like, I... I feel, and that's just getting older too, but my nerves used to dominate me a lot more. And I think nervous energy is incredibly useful, you know, but what I... Uh, it can okay, be. Means, it can be if you're not getting like, hindered. Yeah, that's what I'm... <laughs> I think it can be. Yeah, I think it can be, but I... I've, there's a difference between, you know, like shaking out the shaking it out and and being totally present and then recognizing like oh well isn't that interesting there's still some nerves there okay and just letting your nervous energy like dominate which is how I very I very much used to operate with that energy like you know first like forward 
Um, and it's nice now to feel like I'm, control is not the word I want to use, but that I just, like, it's more something that I can, like, access if I feel like it's serving me instead of just being like, well, okay, now we're on a roller coaster of nervous emotion, and I am, I am somewhere on the side. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for that, I've, I, I do, I feel like it has really, just an overall, it's, it's grounded my energy in a, in a, in a, in a different way. Yeah, that, I, that, that's, I mean, you're, it's so great hearing you talk about this, because I, I feel like this is stuff I talk about, like, on the first day of class, you know, really, like, I, I talk about how, you know, that nervous energy is, it's the most natural thing in the world, especially when there are any kind of high stakes involved, which, of course, you know, hello, audition, you know, anytime you're yeah. going into an audition, like, you're going to have nervous energy, um, but yeah, the thing, the thing is, is like, is that nervous energy, can that just exist as energy, you know, so that it's energy that you're channeling into whatever it is that you have to do in that moment, you know, right. or, or is that energy going to come up in a bunch of habitual tension, you know, muscular tension and holding a breath and all that stuff where it's going to completely block you. And I think it's just exactly. wonderful what you're describing because I think it's just sort of the essence of like how the work can help you to find that you know, find that use the the usefulness of that energy without letting it get in your way. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, and exactly. I love that you do the quick shakeouts in the elevator. And uh, you know, um, I, you know, I. I sometimes will talk about the five-minute bathroom stall warm-up, you know, yeah. again, like the yeah. pre-audition, you know, when you've got that five minutes or, and, you know, and even just taking like five minutes, even if you can't use your voice, let's say you can't use your voice, but you've got five minutes, you can still apply like the elements of the, of the relaxation and the breath and, you know, the fundamentals of the work that will ultimately help you be more connected to your voice when you go into your audition. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I used to be self-conscious about it, too, and I'm just like, I don't know. I think that actors sort of have that weird thing of, like, not, like, it feels like we're showing our cards if we're trying to prepare, and I'm just, like, so over that. I, to I was totally warming up in, I mean, I'm not trying to distract anyone, but, you know, I was like, I was like, I was like, you know, if people want to pay attention to me doing this out in the hallway right now, they can. But I just, I was like, I was like, I just, it's what I need to do right now. It was just, I was just shaking out my jaw and shaking out my hands. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's great. And, and just, and, you know, and, and I was like, I was like, I was like, if, if I'm like, I don't care if anyone thinks this looks weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing it in the audition, then that might be a problem. But I think outside the door is fine. You know, that's like what, like the classic, you know, whatever, the cliche, cliche joke where they, you know, when they do the skits where they show the actor, like, shade dropping up and down and shaking out, like, in front of the auditioner, you know, but, but I think out in the hallway is like exactly when you should be doing it, you know, shake out those last minute nerves. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it is really incredible that however many, I mean, however many years later since having this class that, and, and, and that it still has such a profound effect on me and my work. Wonderful. Well, that's um, honestly the the I you know the idea is that you know you're you're a wonderful poster child for it because the idea is that you come in and you learn it and then it's just a tool that you have forever you know that you can use forever and you know you're clearly doing that. I mean we're not we're not at forever but you know five years down the line it's <laughs> it's amazing that you're still using it and 
like I, we were talking about before, I think it only gets better, you know, the more you do it. It's like you just, you keep opening and discovering and kind of figuring yourself out and how you tick and all of those aspects of self. So it's fabulous. Right. I'm, I love that you're still doing it, you know. That's why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I should come in next time I'm in LA I should drop in on one of the classes absolutely you know you're you know all my students are always welcome to do that so and I would love, <laughs> I would love that it would be it would tickle me to have you there it would be great you can come check in with us and well, do a warm-up well yeah and I'm gonna start I uh, I'm not, well we'll see what happens I uh, I'm in teacher training right now um for my studio that I've been doing scene studies at forever now um and, but it's one of the things, I think I told you this in the email, it's one of the things that I think about, I'm like, I'm like, oh God, I can't, like, I can't wait to, like, I, I want to teach your training with you, because it's one of those things, it's like, it's like, I, I'm like, it just, it's, it's a shame that there is no sort of, like, you know, vocal component to this work that, this scene study work that we're doing, I'm like, because it's really all, it's really all the same thing, and I just think, like, hey, there's telling someone to drop in, and then there's, you know, really feeling it in your body and sort of, like, building up that muscle right. of, like, oh, this feels so different. Um, well, but, you know, that'll, that'll be a whole other conversation that we can save for <laughs> outside the podcast. But, but, um, but uh, you know, let me know. You know, um, we can uh, totally talk about that, and I'd lo- I would love to help you if that's a path you end up wanting to go down. So um, I wanted to just ask you before we wrap up, are there any um, – any current projects or upcoming projects that you'd love to share about? To promote right now. Yeah, that you want to promote um, or plug? No. <laughs> I'm figuring it out. Today is actually a very good day. Like, I'm figuring it out today. Um, I'm figuring out what the next project is. Um, so we'll, we'll see. So we'll oh, just keep, we'll keep our ears our ears up and our eyes open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, fantastic. That sounds great. Well, Larissa, thank you so much for talking thank today. So it's um it's been really great to just hear about what's going on and just your journey with this work as well. Well, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, to just hear your voice. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yours as well. All right, take care. Thanks, you too. Well, that was fantastic talking to Larissa. She is amazing. She's the poster child for this work, the unofficial poster child. I I think she really is a great example of someone who has worked really hard and has the talent to back it up and has really benefited from the work she's put in. You know, she came to this, in particular, this voice work and has continued to use it to her benefit. And it, it makes me so happy to talk to uh, an actor with her kind of talent and success uh, and know that, that this work is helping her as she moves forward on her path and to just see the benefits of, of the basic tool just really working in her favor. It's really great and uh, wonderful. And she's also just a, a great person to boot. So um, thank you to Larissa Olenek for uh, coming on and sharing her experiences with us. And um, I know I really appreciated hearing about it and I wish her well as she 
moves forward onto whatever comes next. And I'll look forward to keeping my eye out uh, to whatever that might be. And I wish you well on whatever your path is for today, for tomorrow. Uh, stay healthy. Stay away from that, uh, that sugar and that dairy and that milk uh, and that alcohol and caffeine if you're trying to um, get out there and use your voices in any kind of productive way. Just make sure to use those in moderation and be careful of uh, using any of them right before any big moment for your voice. And uh, take care of yourselves. I wish you well and have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact me or learn more about my voice work, please check me out at my website, www.heidisheller.com. That's spelled H-E-I-D-I-S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R.com. You can check that out at any time. And I'll look forward to next time when I will be talking to somebody else who is finding their voice. Thank you.